0: Hi there, thank you so very much for joining me today. I have a word from Jesus as always. He's preparing us to stand before him that day so that we're ready and confidently knowing we're going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for your presence, for taking over, for showing us things to come. We so appreciate the word you have for us so that we know exactly what's going to happen, exactly what's going to happen that day, and even more things. You want to tell us things to come, and we want to receive everything you have for us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So today we're going to talk about sin, why Jesus doesn't want you to sin. It's not that he's trying to keep you from fun things and, and take things away from you, but it's that he wants to protect you from evil, from the evil one. The enemy is all to still kill, and destroy, and he can do that in your life when you sin, when you don't do the will of the Father. I want to read this to you one, John 5, 17. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin which does not involve death that may be repented of and forgiven. We know absolutely that anyone born of God does not deliberately and knowingly practice committing sin, but the one who was begotten of God carefully watches over and protects him. Christ's divine presence within him preserves him against the evil one. And the wicked one does not lay hold, a grip on him or touch him. We know positively that we are of God and the whole world around us is under the power of the evil one. So the reason they're under the power of the evil one is because they sin. And as we just read, when you don't sin, the enemy can't touch you. That means he can't put sickness and disease on you. He can't steal from you. He can't kill because you're protected. I also want to read to you Psalm 91. Maybe not all of it, but part of it. We'll see. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty whose power no foe can withstand. I will say the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him I rely and trust, and in him I confidently trust. I read that wrong. Lean and rely, and on him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the follower and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings shall you find trust and refuge. His truth his faithfulness, a shield, and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor the arrow of the evil plots, the slanders of the wicked that flies by noonday. When you are under his wing, when you get up every day and, and you seek him, when you dwell in that secret place, then you're not going to have fear. You're not going to have anxiety. It says, nor are the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the des- destruction and sudden death that surprisingly waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you be yourself, inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High, as you witness the reward of the wicked. When you sin, there's a reward. Not a good one, but you've made the enemy your God because you've made the Lord your refuge in the most higher dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near you or your tent. He will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany you and defend you and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. How amazing is that? They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. I have to stop here when my little boy, I don't know, he was two or three, he decided to open the door on the truck, and he fell out. And of course, I ran across, got out of the car, ran over there, and grabbed him, and there wasn't a scratch on him. And then I saw a vision of an angel holding him up. There's so many other things I could tell you, but for now, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name. He has a personal knowledge of my mercy, loving kindness, trust, and relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. There's so many answers to so many questions that people have right here, right here. When you make him your secret place, when, when you're under his wing, when you're protected, the enemy can't touch you. And that secret place is your commitment to him, your obedience to him. So now we've got two proofs that the enemy cannot touch you when when you're looking to God, when, when you don't sin. Well, how can you not sin? Jesus made it so you didn't have to sin. His power in you, him living in you, Because he gave his life. You're forgiven of your past sin. And now you don't have to sin anymore because what you couldn't do, what they couldn't do just by the law, Jesus made it possible by his power in us that we can resist sin. But what happens is the enemy comes and tries to get you to sin. He tries to get you to disobey disregard come out of that secret place by lying to you that happened to me and you know how we read that we don't deliberately sin and I wasn't deliberately sinning when this happened I really didn't understand what I was doing I mean I know okay so first I have to tell you um I was praying to get pregnant and God gave me a direction and I couldn't, I couldn't seem to get, it. I couldn't do it. I didn't know his power was in me to be able to resist that sin. And then when my baby was born, he was born with a birth defect. And Before I even called out to God, he was there and he said there was nothing I could do. And it was because I sinned. I didn't understand it at the time. But later, when I questioned him, he gave me so much revelation knowledge. He, he told me things I didn't know before. He said it was because of your son. When you change, you know, when, when God talks to you, it actually wasn't like that. When he talks to you, he's so positive. And he said, you will see your son healed. He told me that in the hospital room. And then, when I questioned him later, because I didn't see it right away, he said, "As you change your life to live it my way." he didn't keep bringing up my sin. He just gave me revelation knowledge. He told me why it would ha- why it happened and how I can change it. And the revelation went on and on and on. Just like remember that that blind man um Jesus told him to put mud on his eyes, and he was healed. And um, the question came up, who sinned? And Jesus, now I want to say to you, some of the scripture, you have to read between the lines. And that is the help, the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he would explain things to us if we asked. And when I was seeking him, and I still do, for Revelation Knowledge, to understand healing. And um, when I read that, he told me what he was saying to them is that it's not important who sinned right now, but I'm here, and you can be healed. You can be forgiven of your sin. And didn't he say that? He said to Mary, go and sin no more. He said to the man by the pool of Bethesda, after he was healed, he said, look at you're healed. And he said, now go and sin no more before something worse happens to you. And so it's very apparent that sin brings on sickness, disease, poverty, paralyzed man that was brought to Jesus. And he, he healed the man. saying your sins are forgiven get up and walk and the scribes of course thought Jesus knew what they were thinking and they thought who does he think he is and Jesus said which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or pick up your mat and walk and so the whole point I want to make is his sin was forgiven and his sin had to do with his condition And the same thing today. We have these things going on in our lives that really are spiritual problems, disobedience, sin. And so the sickness, the disease, the cancer, all those things are happening because we sin. God can't protect us like he wants to because we sin. He couldn't do anything for me that day. I love him, and he knew that. And he showed up because of what I didn't know. And today he's showing up to tell you what you might not know, is that he's not trying to take things from you. The word of God is to teach you that when when you obey him, he can protect you. But if you walk out from under the umbrella, you're going to get wet, so to say. So when you're under his umbrella of protection, the enemy can't touch you. Sickness and disease can't touch you. You're not under the curse when you obey him. When you fully obey the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eyes, all these blessings are going to come upon you. The enemy can't touch you. And so I've been learning how to live my life his way, getting it right so the enemy can't touch me. But you know what? I, I, I missed it just a couple years ago. And he said the same thing to me that he said in the hospital room, there was nothing I could do. And I kept hearing him say that. And again, I didn't realize my sin. And the crisis happened, in fact, two in a row, from my disobedience. You know, when God tells us to do something, even something personally, um, it's sin if you don't do it. One of the things I wasn't doing is what I'm doing now, getting in front of this camera. I didn't want to do it. But I said I would go for him. And he's helping me to be faithful, accountable to my promise. I said I would. Jesus is trying to help us when he's telling us not to sin. He's trying to help you. He's trying to protect you. He wants you to know that he can't do anything if you walk in sin. And you know the same thing's going to happen that day, that day when you stand before him. And he said in Matthew 7:21 through 23: not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my father. And many will say, but Lord, I did this, I did that. I know I didn't do everything you said, but I did this. I couldn't do that. I didn't want to get behind that camera, but I did everything else that you told me to do. And he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you who practiced lawlessness. You know, it's so important to him that you hear the truth. The part that I have to do that I learned That I'm sharing with you is vital. So you can know what I know. That's so important to him that I can't just say, forget it, I quit, I changed my mind, I hate getting in front of the camera. I can't speak well. I didn't go to school. I didn't think this is where you were going to bring me. I don't want to do this. But I'm doing it for him. Because it's so important to him. And because I don't want to be under the power of the enemy I don't want to be his subject where he can just do whatever he wants. And so our life here should be walking down that narrow path resisting sin. You know, a lot of people say well I know the Bible says that but You know, I think it's okay. It's okay if I don't forgive. It's not okay. Because if you don't forgive, you're bringing the curse on in your life. Even if you don't, the Bible says study to show yourself approved. Even if you don't study the word, if you don't look at it, you're going to be ignorant of the word. And the enemy is going to be in control of your life. Jesus wants you to know this. It's important to him that you have eternal life. It's important to him that you know this truth. He hates you. The enemy hates you. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life to the full till it overflows. The enemy has come to still kill and destroy. And he can still kill and destroy in your life when you sin. When you disregard the word of God. Romans tells us that everybody has a conscience. Everybody knows wrongdoing. You have that edged in you, it's there. You know what's wrong, but you do it anyway because you don't realize the consequence of it. Because I didn't do what God said, my son was born with a birth defect. I let the enemy in. I let him take over. God couldn't protect me. So I want to encourage you today, dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Go sit with him every morning and hear what he's saying to you. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would tell you things things to come. He would warn you. He'd remind you of what Jesus said. He'd counsel you. He'd be your standby. And so you don't want to miss that time with him every single morning. And then the power, when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you have his power on the inside of you to do as well, to obey. All you got to do is decide, okay, as long as you help me, I'm going to do it. As long as you help me, I'll do it. I had to say that just today. As long as you help me, I'll do it. I don't want to do it. I'm uncomfortable, but I will do what you ask me to do. She said, if you love me, obey me, and I'll show myself to you. He'll manifest his goodness to you. You have life to the full. Tell it overflows. Happiness, peace, joy contentment not fear and the more you obey him the more you get to know him the more faith you're going to have in him um revelation three twenty, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart and if you would heed his voice he would come and live on the inside of you and he would dine with you the verse before verse 19 he said he corrects those he loves He was correcting me, but I didn't listen. He's correcting you so that you can have that good, abundant life to overflowing. So you can have his protection. So the enemy can't touch you. And so stop sinning. for something worse happens to you and there's nothing Jesus can do about it. He can forgive you and you can repent and you can be healed but then you have to stay following after him and you have until that day that he comes. Watch for him. Act like he's coming tomorrow. Get ready. This is part of getting ready. This is vital to do his will or he's going to say, I didn't know you. And why would he say that? Because your father is the devil then. Just like the Pharisees. He said your father is the devil. Because they only would listen to him. They wouldn't listen to Jesus. So that is the word I have for you today. And um, if you never asked Jesus come live on the inside of you, I'd love to pray with you right now. Just ask Jesus come and live on the inside of me. I'm ready to hear your voice. I'm ready to receive your power to do whatever you want me to do so I can live in that joy so I can do that and so I can serve you. I want to be a part of your life. I want to go for you. I want to help those who don't know you to know you. Come. Up on the inside of me. Be my God. Teach me. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for letting me know that sin is my problem. That's why all these terrible things are happening to me. It's sin. You can't protect me when I sin. Thank you for telling me that, teaching me that. I love you and praise you, Jesus. I hope you said that prayer with me. if you did, let me know and help ask Jesus to help you stop sinning. And you get on the floor every morning or you sit down with a pen and paper or get out your computer or whatever you do. And he's going to start giving you a list. I remember when I first started learning this, he put like five things on that list. One thing is like, take that stapler back to work. You stole that. It's theirs. I took it back. Um, Countless things I had to get right. He's going to clean you up. He's getting you ready to move into the kingdom. How exciting is that? So let me know. And also, you want to worship him. And um, worship him in, in the spirit. Worship him. Adore him. And ask him to correct you. So that you don't enter into the enemy's realm. So don't, so you don't have eternal damnation. So the enemy can't touch you. You want to do his will so the enemy can't touch you. And in that time of worshiping him and and talking to him and letting him correct you, he's going to show you how to get it right. And then don't take forever to do it. Sometimes I get caught in that trap. I take forever to do what he said to do. And then I'm like, well, how come I'm not at, I'm not getting what I asked for? Because he said, ask what you will. If I abide in you and you abide in me, ask what you will. And he said, because you didn't do what I said, you stopped the blessing. Read Deuteron- Deuteronomy 28, the blessing and the curse. Choose life, not death. If there's anything I can do for you, contact me. Thanks so much for the same time. I'll see you.